We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Jimmy Olsen was just there to get some damn bait. And then leading up to the toddler full frontal that we got. He's like, he looks like Sweeney Todd. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Uh, were you wearing your glasses, or were you were you not wearing your glasses that time? Not wearing my glasses that oh, time. So, so I'm I'm definitely in my superhero mode for this. Good, because yeah, that way we won't recognize you. Uh, yeah, the voice <laughs> sounded the same. I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Right, that's okay. <laughs> he did. I mean, I actually did notice this time that he does a little bit different kind of voice when he's Clark Kent versus. Yeah. Definitely a more confident voice, right? Just yeah. a more. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, yeah. He kind of does that. Oh, mid, something. Yeah. He, he's oh. kind of. Yeah. He, he's trying to do the nerd affectation. I think when he's Clark. Kent, yeah. So. Uh, anyway, that's fine. This is episode three hundred and ninety-five. Three ninety-five. Creeping ever so closer to the the elusive. That's not the right word. To the illustrious four hundred episode. Tonight to we the are voluptuous. talking about voluptuous. That's true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's a good word. Tonight yes. we are talking about Superman the movie, uh, the 1978 Superman the movie. I am Sean Allred, and flying in to join us tonight is Andrew. Those clothes are way too bright. Jimison. I, as I was watching, I wondered, I'm, I'm sure somebody got cancer from something that they were doing <laughs> with, those, uh, with those jumpsuits. The sheer amount of tinfoil that they used, Reynolds Wrap must have made a fortune off this movie. Yeah. Like they didn't have any lights that were like aimed down; they were all just aimed straight at their clothes. I mean, those things were so. <laughs> Absolutely, re- it was hard to see the actors' faces. It was yeah. so bright. Oh my gosh! Well, that's what I'm happens sure when you're under a red sun. So is that what it is? <laughs> I'm okay. sure the cameramen yeah. were cursing. Uh, they they have you know their eyes are burned out just their right eye because they have to you know close their left eye. Sam, what? My kids freaked out when they saw the naked boy vector. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the, about that scene. Right. Uh, um, wow. So, but Sean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and put a chain around your neck and uh, throw you in the shallow end and hope that you kind of make your way to the deep end. Um, and can't get out. So okay, uh, just so you know, what's what's around the chain like? Um, see, it would have to see your your kryptonite is more. It's it's like heights. So I don't know a picture of a, a building <laughs> could, you know, looking out of a window. It could be like a legitimate spider, like just a big spider on there too. I mean, I know oh, I would drown it in true. the water, but I would still be pretty freaked out. What if you put a <laughs> what if you put a clock? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Am I flavor flav? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, and making her triumphant return to Ooh. this hallowed podcast is Melissa. How did Clark Kent get a date with her anyway? Apple. Well, petty. <laughs> I mean, like, 
<laughs> no, but you're entirely right. I thought it would. Now I took it as he he tricked her because he gave her the note that said, you know, do you like me? Check yes or no. But but on the note too, it said, you know, a, a stranger. Right? I'll see you at your house at eight o'clock slash a stranger or. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it didn't say Clark Kent. A friend. A friend. Thank you. A friend. Oh, a friend. Oh. But like he said, he showed up for her date or something. He said, I'm here for our date. Did you not hear me knocking or something? Like that was a planned date, right? Did I miss something? I mean, there's, there's yes. it's quite On possible. The, the note was basically, um, you know, for a good time, show up at eight. I'll okay. see you there. Okay. A friend. A friend. But it, uh, Which it, is the creepiest thing if you really yeah. think about it, right? Yeah. It's right? totally Listen, out of what character. What would if they did that? Yeah, <laughs> out of character for what they were trying to perceive him as, anyways. Kind of yeah. odd. There was there was lots of kind of creep factor in this movie. I I did Tons not. Of it. Yeah, I was not prepared. Yeah. So okay, so 1978, uh, Superman. Uh, this movie, directed by Richard Donner, and. Uh, beloved by many, right? Uh, when I posted on Twitter that we were doing this, I got at least one, if not two, people saying, this is my favorite superhero movie of all time, to which I responded with, I will try to be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen this movie in its entirety. I'm going to say ever. Oh, really? There wow. was so much that I did not remember. So either I watched oh, right. it at yeah. such a young age and I've just forgotten it, but like, there's a lot of times where I'll watch a movie I haven't seen in 20, 30 years and go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, I don't remember any of the, like, the putting Zod and his team in the dead zone thingy. Um, like, I think last last week we mentioned this was our movie and they said, oh, yeah, that, that movie has the Zod in it, right? And I'm like, no, that's the second one. They go, but it starts with him. I, I was adamant saying, no. Zod is only in the second one. No, he's in this one. I had no clue. Yeah, you know, I was confused as well because I was totally expecting Zod. I, I, I was mixing up one and two, yeah. basically, in my mind. Because I think two is a more compact movie, if I can say I, I don't that. Remember. I'm not sure how long that one is. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, so I, I have very few memories of this. The Honestly, the only parts I really remember is Superman turning the Earth backwards. <laughs> and uh, jumping off the building and then uh, magicking into his cape and suit. <laughs> I didn't, you know. Yeah, I, re- I remember the whole dam breaking. Okay. I, that was that was my thing because I was always fascinated with that even as a kid. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's so cool looking. And looking looking at it now, well, it's 1978 technology that they used in all this. But like, oh, that is such model work. It's uh, It's not even funny. Yeah. No, yeah. Jimmy Olsen was just there to get some damn bait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is true. He was there yeah. for, for that. Um, all right. So uh, this is obviously not anyone's first time viewing this film, right? I mean, except for me, I, maybe me, but yeah. I haven't seen it. So you had not you seen never it saw it? Wow. I never saw it, no. Hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> not five wait. minutes ago, you were yelling at me and Sam for not having watched uh, Hoosiers, and you've not yep. seen Superman? No, I have not. Okay. I'm not a Superman. I just know. Oh. I just never got into it. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. Um. So I guess we'll do. Uh, I guess we'll do five word reviews. Uh, uh, Sam. All right. So my five. I've got two here. Um, 
And the first one is visually stunning for the time. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, it just especially the uh, the first part of the movie. I mean, because basically you've got to break this thing up from, you know, Krypton and then Clark growing up, then you know, uh, Clark in the city to you know finale race Clark in and the this, city I love that yeah oh that needs to right? be a movie or a TV series coming soon to yeah. HBO Clark yeah. in the yep. city yeah so um but you know what as I describe it do we did we read anything no you're thing? we're fine we're gonna just we're gonna just everyone gonna listening knows what this if is you, if you don't know what Superman is well you're, except unless you're Melissa yeah. you're Melissa yeah yeah <laughs> no idea yeah okay so we're just plowing through that yeah, yeah, so all good. right so so what we've got here um my my one um my one real uh, five word review is when dc still had hope and um <laughs> you know in terms of what superman started off as you know because they, they started this movie with the original comic um and and you know the comics of old and and i just i appreciated that in today's cynical world, and especially after seeing Doctor Strange recently, and 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 some of the the other, especially the DC stuff um, that have come out, this was kind of a, a refreshing reminder that you know there's still hope in the comic book world, and and Superman really was that for a very long time, and even though this movie is is kitschy and and weird some points and it's still i thought especially in the first part was shot beautifully the cinematography um was amazing and, and from krypton to uh smallville i thought they did such an incredible job now i believe the movie bogs down in metropolis and kind of loses that almost like a uh, best picture feel to it um once it gets there but uh, overall, I, I had a pretty good time with this movie. All right, that's cool. Um, yeah, right on. So, it, Sam, it also does remind us that of a time when superheroes could, you know, just fit into a spandex suit, <laughs> right, and be okay with being awkward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that it just looks like people are carrying fruit in the wrong place. But you know, to each his own. What what nowadays? The the fruit in the wrong places? No, like the original nineteen sixty eight Bat Batman. You know, oh, Adam okay. West, yeah. and this. You know, the spandex just it doesn't do anybody any favors. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I you're right. It does. You know, Christopher Reeve is in a is in great shape. He's also a big human, and mm -hmm. so the fact that he is wearing the, you know the, the spandex suit does help. I mean, Henry Cavill is a big human also, and he's also in great shape. But that suit that he wears kind of helps him out a little bit in the. Uh... <laughs> it's more forgiving. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I could put yeah. that suit on and look pretty good, and so it's just. I, I heard a story, and I'm really considering this, uh, of a guy, I think local to North Carolina, that uh, just got his chest and abs tattooed with pecs and a six-pack. <laughs> and from a distance, it looks like he actually is in shape. So I'm really considering. Uh, so yeah. 
this might be a next step in our evolutionary journey. Okay. Just tattooing yeah. stuff on you on your body? Yeah, I think so. I like then it. we could all be Superman. I like it. Well, I mean <laughs> I still kinda want to, only for the sheer morbid curiosity of seeing what the Nicolas Cage Superman would have been. Because <laughs> we've all seen that test footage of him in the with the long hair and the in the in the outfit. That would have been he looks like a homeless person that found the suit in uh, the <laughs> costume shop and just tried it on when nobody was looking. It's like the janitor was there uh, in the costume shop. That's a really good point. And uh, yeah. Well, we all know how I feel about Nick Cage. So. Yes, well, we do. Yes, well, yes, we do. Um, uh, Melissa, what's your five word review? I have two. I said the score is better than the movie. And part good, part really bad. So, <laughs> like the score was pretty amazing. Yeah, it pretty it carried the it carried the first forty five minutes because nobody really talked during the movie. Like during that first forty five minutes, it was basically just like score. Here's some random people talking, then score. Like it was almost like a silent movie to me. Like I didn't feel yeah. like it was like it was a movie until until he got to like Smallville. And then it was better. Like it was almost operatic. Yeah. It, 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 with with the way they dealt with music, especially in the first part, and I I really appreciated that. I I loved the music in this movie. I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> so I we mean, didn't get I, enough Brando. Have him talking to. I think he likes his own voice. He just talked to himself the entire time. <laughs> he he did the, talk a lot. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. But um, it, it was just really slow in the beginning, and I think the score helped it because if the score hadn't have been so good, I think the movie would have really, really just – I would have probably stopped watching the movie like 20 minutes in because it was just so slow. But I don't know. And then leading up to the toddler full frontal that we got. You know. <laughs> Coincidentally, that's the name of my band I'm starting up. <laughs> It was just entertaining, I guess. I was not expecting that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys, How does you guys could have warned me. I mean, out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys definitely could have warned somebody about that. Well, yeah. we, I think we probably all assumed that you'd watched it. Uh, because Never. Because, you know, it's an old movie. But also, uh, I'd forgotten that it was there, too. So when it happened, I was like, oh, my daughter buries her head. My my daughter's five. So she buries her head in the couch. And she's like, I'm not watching. And my son just starts laughing. He's like, don't look, don't look, don't look. So it was, it was pretty great. It was great. Yeah. Like the first time seeing a Nirvana cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So did anybody else watch this with their kids? Because once I, once I knew, I was like, oh, I could watch this with the kids. And, and we did. Anybody else do that? No, no. They watched the last like forty-five minutes with me. So, the music starts. My son comes in and goes, "I know that music. You have that on your phone." I said, "Yeah, I know. this is Superman." He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So then he starts to leave. I said, "I I thought we were gonna watch this together." And he says, "Oh right, yeah, we were, weren't we?" I said, "That's why I didn't watch it last night." Oh okay, uh, sure. So he sits down. And boy, did they ask me a lot of questions. <laughs> why, why, 
Why are where's why is their their planet white? Why are their clothes so bright? What is he? What are those crystals? What are they for? How do they know what to do? Like, oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> like, I need you to stop. Just just watch the movie, okay? Why are they sending the baby off? It's like, guys, just watch the movie. Why is he in the North Pole? Seriously. So there was a lot of that. But but seriously, why did they just send the baby off when they could have left too? Well, they it, he, it's he, a he legitimate promised. question. He, he promised promise he, he wasn't going to leave with his wife, which yeah. is uh, he didn't want to incite so? he didn't want to incite panic for the planet that they thought had thirty days, which turned out to be about seven minutes. That's what I'm saying. Like, so he's a bad scientist, is what we're saying. Is because mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, we got yeah. less than thirty days. The rest of the people are like, yeah, your science is right, but we think your conclusion is wrong. He's like, well, then I'll stay. Because I don't know want to incite panic. Well, yeah. and then but I would have been like, well, okay, yeah, I'm gonna stay, and then like just left. Like, what what were they gonna do? They gonna come after you? Yeah, just leave with your child. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay, so I'm gonna get yelled at by the Superman nerds, and I don't know. Again, I don't. I'd never read one inch of a Superman comic. So I don't know how close to the quote-unquote canon this movie is, and I don't know if that matters to people. You know, like some people love the 89 Batman, even though Batman kills bad guys, and then some people get really mad when Christian Bale, because he's like, that's my one rule. But then there's like there's a scene where, I remember there's a scene when Ben Affleck has a gun, and people like lost their minds, like, you're not supposed to have guns, blah, blah. So I don't know if, whatever, right? So in the in the... The voiceover, Marlon Brando voiceover, when it takes it takes the baby three years to get from Krypton to Earth. I always thought in the in the grand scheme of the universe that Krypton was relatively close to Earth, like just outside our solar system, just just like a neighboring solar system, right? Like Alpha Centauri or something near close. No, he said it was like six galaxies away. Right? Yeah. String theory. Wormholes. See, see, I don't care about the fact that it only took him three years to get from one plane to one. I don't, I, I, I can, I'm fine with the idea that the, that spaceship, that crystal spaceship had faster than light travel. Whatever. I it's don't, just, it was a Moravian star. It wasn't really a, a spaceship. That's fair. You're, you're right. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it is, it is the most unbelievable of unbelievables to think that when Krypton exploded, any part of it landed on Earth. It's <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Six galaxies away? I... <laughs> and then they found meteors of it on There's Earth? A meteor, yeah. It took, like, it took, uh, so anyway, like, literally, I'm okay with the idea, like, he's an alien. And our son does different things to him, and therefore he has these powers. I'm totally fine with that. I really am. That's fine. But like six galaxies away, guys. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's insane. Um, I think Scotty did the whole thing. It's like it's like trying to hit a bullet with another bullet while riding a horse blindfolded. I mean, uh, anyway. Okay, uh, Andrew. Your five-word review. Can we say sexual innuendo? Excuse me. (laughs) Apparently, I can't say it. Welcome to the the late 70s. Yeah. 
uh, I know that this movie obviously was targeted at, um, at younger audiences, maybe not kids, but it's, it's a superhero. I mean, it's a comic book. And so you make Superman the movie and it's got to be made for kids. Um, but I was kind of shocked at some of the innuendo that was thrown in there yeah. uh, by m- many people. Um, you know, and I, as a kid, I watched this movie growing up with my dad a lot, probably three or four times, um, maybe more. I mean, every time I was on TV, it was what we were watching that and the 89 Batman. Um, but I don't remember. And I, if I did remember, I wouldn't have understood it as a child. Some of the, uh, subjects that they were kind of flirting with there. Um, I love the fact that when you do an inner monologue, it has to be a poem and it has to rhyme. <laughs> I have that on I have that on my list too. What like the a world fourth grader wrote, wrote a poem. Oh I, my god. That was gosh, to me so bad. I don't remember some of the bad things about this movie because again, I haven't watched it in years. But when it got to that moment, I, I could not keep a straight face. I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is like a bad poetry reading. Well, I need bongos. <laughs> Every line rhymed, too. It just it kept yeah. getting worse. No one inner going. monologues like that. No. You don't? Um, Wait a second. No. No? Okay. I well. do have some other, some other questions. Um he Superman finds the the crystal, the green crystal, which I still don't know whether that was kryptonite or not. I don't think it was. But why do we have a green crystal? But anyway, uh, why did he have to chuck it in the, at the North Pole? Well, can't, why not? There's nothing around. Can you not just place it in the ground right there where you're standing? But he had to chuck it and watch it grow from a distance. And then somehow it unplugs the sun for a few minutes. And like checks the light bulb and then plugs it back in. I don't understand. Um, I love this the uh, statement that he makes that I never drink when I fly. At <laughs> least we know he's a responsible yeah. uh, pilot. <laughs> when he flaps his wings, he is not drunk. Um, Lois Lane is terrible. <laughs> not just. I'm not talking about the the actress uh, of the character Margaret itself. Yeah. The character, it's played poorly. I don't think she was the right choice for Lois Lane. I've never thought she was the right choice for that role. Um, but the way that it's written is bad. She gives Lex Luthor everything he needs in yep. one newspaper article <laughs> on how to destroy Superman. <laughs> yeah. And then Lex Luthor... Why does he want? There's no reason to go after Superman. He has no. There's no logic behind his reasoning. Eventually, he would have to, right? Eventually, but yeah, I don't know. He, like literally, he says, "Oh, he's 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 a good guy," which is, uh, you know, everything goes against everything I believe in, or something like that. I can't remember what he says, but. Yeah, he's just a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy, I and mean, he's a one-dimensional bad guy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but again, I've like I said, I've seen this movie a handful of times, but obviously not all the way through because I don't remember any of the beginning. 
But this was the first time I noticed, and again, I was a kid probably when I watched this, so I wouldn't notice these things, but his hair changes throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the different wigs. He's wearing these different wigs. I mean, when he's in the library, he's like he looks like Sweeney Todd. And yeah. and that was like, oh, wait a minute, he's got different hair on for different circuit like you know what I'm saying? Like it reminded me of the 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 Shrek four when Rumpelstiltskin puts <laughs> on different hair for his moods. Like that's what it reminded me of. The, the uh other there's two other things and then I'll Pass the baton here. Um, the car flip. The scene where he's driving this remote control car. Lex Luthor's driving this car to stop the missile, uh, you know, convoy. It's a cool shot. Uh, but you can totally see the device that makes the car flip because it has like this <laughs> giant arm on the bottom yeah. of the car. Yeah. But again, yeah. as a kid, I never noticed, but... Um, Pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, Was it Michael Bay that now says, you know, it doesn't matter if you see those types of things. It's well, just so does um, your boy Interstellar. Um, Nolan. Yeah. Like when they flip the big, you know, the the truck in the Dark Knight, you can see the canister that flipped the back of the truck, you know, smoking clear as day. But you don't care. Right. Like, I mean, I don't yeah. care. So it's. Yeah, there's only so much movie magic you can do. It's just, you know, they flipped the car and there's a pipe there and whatever. It's, you know. As a kid, I never realized that those missile convoys, that they were different. I really thought that the army just changed uniforms and they paint, they had a new paint job. I never mm-hmm. understood. And I never really understood where that second missile came from. But then again, I was a very dumb child. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, until watching it this time, I was like, oh, there's the Army and there's the Navy. (laughs) That now makes (laughs) sense. Yeah, how convenient that they're also, you know, doing the convoy at the same time. And, I mean, yeah, if you're going to have a convoy for a ballistic missile, it's going to be more than three cops. Right, like not I mean, to mention, I thought the ballistic missile actually had to get to the atmosphere to to get anywhere. It, it does, and this All this sucker is, is is hugging the the ground like <laughs> like nothing else. It's so, so. stupid. <laughs> what got me about that whole thing is every time they stopped those convoys, like every single person in that convoy got out and went to the front <laughs> instead of somebody staying with the missile. They all just like got out and just headed up front. It was it was insane. Yeah. Should we what stop? The, you mean the military doesn't do that? No. I mean, you know, there's you know, in a convoy, they don't want to protect the uh you know yeah. the cargo. That's that's wild to me. There's okay. just so many things in this movie that drove me nuts like that. Like whenever they're flying in the sky and that bird bird comes out of nowhere and almost hits them or whatever. I'm like, how is that possible? Like <laughs> <laughs> like a pigeon or whatever comes out of nowhere and smacks him in the face. I just, I don't know. Yeah. And then he can't take off a chain around his neck. Like just little <laughs> things like that drove yeah. me insane. It's like there's times when it, this movie tries to be art, you know, tries to really, really try hard. And then there's other times when an eight year old writes, writes the script. <laughs> That's exactly what it felt mm-hmm. like. Right. So it, I, I'll, I'll give that to you where, you know, there's cinematography that are on par with some of the best picture winners of the of that time. But then you get, then you get Superman, 
five feet from the stairs to get out of the pool, um, you know, struggling to get a, a necklace off that was, you know, it wasn't even chained to him. It was just draped over him. So, <laughs> or, oh or how about like when they're, they're still up there flying in the sky and they can't talk to each other. So he has to like air mime what he wants her to do. <laughs> like you're literally two foot from each other. You can't just speak. I you wondered know? that too. Like, it's not like they're so high up that they can't talk. And it's not like they're going so fast that the wind is preventing words from happening. Just right. put your arms out. It's fine. My magic yeah. apparently extends to you. As long as I'm touching you just a little bit, you can fly. You know, it's it's fine. Because that's what my wife, thought... my wife's asked that. She's like, all she has to do is just touch him and she can fly. And I said, yeah, sure. He's magic. It's fine. Right. I always thought that she was purposefully letting go to I, I don't know why again I've always hated Lois Lane always since well, this movie because idiot. I thought she was stupid uh, <laughs> because why would you let go when you're flying at 6,000 feet um, and the only thing keeping you up there is this person who's holding you yeah you're by your fingertips right and then yeah. and then of course she screams the whole way and it's like you know he's going to rescue you like yeah. I would probably scream too, though. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, you know. I, I think oh. it, it would be like, a, oh, okay, hey, are you going to come get me? We good? You know, I, I don't know. I just, she spent too much of the movie screaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, she's an investigative journalist that didn't know that her coworker was Superman, so. Yeah. <laughs> Bar's kind of low. A, I don't know. I just, I, I, I kind of hate the damsel in distress trope. It's just. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was overdone. It's so overdone. You know, again, she's like a Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalist that, you know, just screams a lot. She's, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it's kind of annoying. I do like the um, the the Amy Adams uh, Lois Lane. It's like she feels like she's a little yeah. bit more in control of herself. And there's a lot less screaming involved, so... Uh, the other thing that really kind of cracked me up was uh, my kids, like my son, when when young Clark Kent decides that he needs to leave, he my son goes, wait a minute, he's just going to leave his mom to work that farm by herself? Oh. And I said, yeah, I guess. He goes, but like he could, he's Superman, like he should stay and like do all of the work because it's, you know, it's his mom, like he should stay. And then... We never find out what happens to mom. I mean, like, is mom, like, did she die? Uh, okay, so he did well, set up somebody. Yeah. yeah, he set oh, up. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, re- I remember that part. You're right. So she's getting yeah. a paycheck, which you know, okay, whatever. And then like, he also set up somebody to come help out. Oh, on did the he? Farm. I must have yes. That. There was a right. lot. Yeah, because he talked about so and so's coming yeah. to help. Yeah, right. He's coming oh, yeah. to help now. But yeah. during that whole Smallville thing, if you guys didn't see it, you should go back and rewatch it. Wherever he's running, you should you should watch it because it is hilarious because the legs don't match up to the body. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is this is terrible. But you definitely need to watch it again if you haven't. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's seventy eight. I was forgiving some of it. Now again, yeah. This comes out, you know, this is about the same time as Star Wars. And there's a lot of the stuff in this movie that looks way worse than Star Wars. And yeah. and maybe it's like, well, yeah, but Star Wars was industrial light and magic. And, 
you know, this was Warner Brothers, you know, so maybe it's unfair to say, but I don't know. It it didn't, I've actually seen worse. I'm just going to be honest with you. Twilight that came out 30 years later looked worse than his, in their fast running than this did. So just going to throw that out there. Well, it was, we'll say it was as bad. I don't know that it was worse. I think, yeah. I think, I think for <laughs> what the time was, I thought this looked pretty good. For the time, I mean, some of the wire work is fine. Superman flying around, doing his thing, little little green screen stuff. You know, it was again yeah. seventy eight. It was fine. None of that <laughs> stuff bothered me, honestly. The stuff that annoyed me was, like we've already kind of mentioned, like sometimes the movie is the Oscar winning film that it is, and then sometimes it's Warren Beatty getting his fingers stepped on. Like I don't know which movie you're trying to be. Ned there, there's there's a lot of did I say Warren Beatty? Yeah, Ned yeah. Beatty, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dick Tracy was not in this movie. Thank you. No. <laughs> uh, there was there was a lot of slapstick, and you get we mentioned the uh, innuendos and the inappropriate whatever. And um, did Miss Trench? What was her name? Trench bomb. Trench. Tessmacher. Tessmacher. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Did she ever get her comeuppance or no? I don't remember. Again, I just no, watched this movie he three never hours. He turned ago. her in, or at least he didn't that we turn didn't her see. in. Yeah, but yeah. The, like she, she did help him out of the pool. Right, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah I'm not worried about that. I'm saying, like, did Lex Luthor it, get his revenge on her? Because she helped him. I would assume that he would have killed her or something because he was going to kill her mom. No, no, he didn't. So she's still hanging out in the pool. Yep, chilling. <laughs> okay. She's so got is, that chain. So is she our hopping man of the movie? She's just kind of, she's still swimming in that pool? Well, she Apparently. and Ma Kent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she went to go help out. Yep. Okay. Uh, so my five-word review is uh, the, is that five words? Yeah. The OG superhero movie. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, okay. it's 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 yeah. the one that I mean this movie was so popular that when they wanted to do Batman 10 years later, I mean they had made a bunch of other they made four supermans after that, but you know, they're like, "Hey, we want to do a Batman." They're like, "Yeah, oh, we got a Superman. We don't need another superhero movie." That's why it was so hard to get Batman made. Uh and my other one, uh those only four words was slow burn but entertaining. Um this is a long movie. This is a long movie. Um I never realized yeah, Sam, you okay. sent the, the text out this, earlier today saying, this is a long movie. And I was like, wait a minute. And I yeah. pulled up like, oh, this is two hours and 20 minutes. I yeah. didn't remember that. But yeah, this is a long movie. Like I said, they could have cut out the first 45 minutes and shortened it to five. Because uh-huh. there's a lot of music and a lot of non, no script, just well, talking. But, just but As you said, though, then again, it's a lot of really good music. <laughs> it is. But it's it, great yeah, music. See, uh, unfortunately, yeah. that's my... I, I believe that's my favorite part of the movie. Hundred percent is is up until uh, when we're actually doing Superman stuff. Yeah. It 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 kind of reminded me, and I know a few people that listen are are big Trekkies. There's moments of this movie that reminded me of Star Trek: The Motion Picture, where uh-huh. it's just a lot of people standing around looking at things on a screen with really pretty music happening, and. And it, it reminded me of that. And I thought, oh, we hated it in Star Trek, the motion picture, because the movie is so much of that. 
Whereas in this movie, it's it's not all of it. There's just you know some of it. But yeah, you're not wrong. And the part that it was funny, what killed my son was like, why are the opening credits so long, Dad? Yeah. Uh, well, they got uh, this. Yes. They got this great I music. Fast, and, I, I I admit it. I fast forward through them. Yeah. I like. I, I looked and said, "Okay, all right. Here's some people talking, or you know, here's a scene." I'm. I'm. It was like ten minutes in. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of music. It's a lot of music. But again, that was the thing back then. Like you had these. Yeah. These long operatic intros. I mean, Star Wars yeah. is what changed it when they put the credits all at the end, and mm-hmm. you know, like, like George Lucas got sued by. Yeah. Somebody. That's a whole other thing. I'm not the Academy. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was either. But basically, like all of the people that work on films, were like, hey, you can't do that. And George Lucas is like, yeah, watch me. Yeah. So and he you called. know, you you said this was a slow burn. It if this were a ride at Disney, this would be Spaceship Earth, or it would be it's a small, small world. world. Yeah. You know, it's just it's one of those things like you're doing something, and you're seeing pretty sights and colors and sounds but at the end you're like okay that was that was all right i don't want to do it again <laughs> speaking, yeah. speaking of it's a small world i heard recently like like recently that their ride broke down and there was a group of people there stuck on that ride for like an hour and a half <laughs> like could you imagine being stuck and listening to the same song in the same language we we got stuck in Frozen Ever After, yeah, in the very last room where they're they're singing for the first time in forever, yeah, and I swear I heard that song at least thirty times before they they actually had to drain the ride and let us off. Uh, spoiler: If you haven't seen Moon Knight, so I won't go too far into it, but everybody kind of has their own personal hell, and I think that that would be mine being stuck <laughs> in the. <laughs> being stuck in it's a small world. <laughs> the the only one the our Disney trip last summer the only one that we got stuck on and it wasn't for very long it was about it was about ten minutes which felt like way longer but it oh. was on the haunted mansion and it only felt longer because my five year old was kind of scared and we got stuck oh. in the graveyard and uh, so with she's, the popping heads yeah so she's like buried her face in my in my in my arm and I'm like hey you know it's it's all fake it's animatronic look like you can see the wires and you can see the things whatever like she she And then wanted, he said boo. She wanted no. She wanted none of it. Uh anyway, so back to Superman. Um Bless. Yeah, so okay. There I I don't really know what else to say other than you know it, it it was good for the time. Again, like I said, this this it's movie won. It, it was a very different time. You're right, and this movie won Oscars, and it's it, it, the score is amazing. And Christopher Reeves is is good at what he's asked to do. Yeah, I yep. mean, he is a two note character. He's Clark Kent, nerd, bumbling, overly bumbling, overly whatever. And then when he's Superman, he's just. You know, he's Captain America to the next degree. You know, it's just mm-hmm. truth, justice, and the American way. It's just like, ugh. Did okay. he have to fake opening the bottle? Remember when he struggled to, to open the bottle? I, 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 that's bothered me today for some reason. Yeah? Why, why fake that? I don't know. Even a man of that size as, as Clark Kent should be able to do that. Right? 
Yeah, so it just seems strange to me. No, that's all right. It was either that or fake his orgasm, and he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. you know, I wasn't too keen on that as an actor, I think. Yeah, you know, I do. I do think that they cast him correctly, but like whenever they were writing Clark Kent, and he's saying like, "Oh gosh, golly gee," and she's over there like basically waiting for it for a lap dance. It's it was just kind of <laughs> off putting to me a little bit, you know. Like, I think he was cast perfectly, but then the script didn't match up to what they were trying to do with him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because he was like, oh, gosh. And she's like, uh, hey, you want to ride? And it's like, wait a minute. This is going a little bit too far here for this. I I thought it was going to be like a child's movie, you know? Yeah. Oh, are yeah. you, are you, uh, you know, are, are you fully functional or whatever? You know, like, yeah, you know, it's. Are like, you big? Are you big? It's like, like, what? Right. Yes, I have a big dick because I'm Superman. You know, like. <laughs> I think they could have. I think it's a missed opportunity that they could have played that off as a little more humorous on his part for not knowing what some of it was or whatever. But I guess they they see well. He's been on Earth long enough that he should know. Yeah. Anything else that a normal person would know about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last few of my notes before we get into some clips. Uh, I did write, we, we mentioned earlier those missiles. I wrote the longest missile flight ever. Um, yeah. Yeah, those things. That's because it had to follow the contour of the earth, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I love how, like, it, it maintained an exact, like, you know, 50 feet off the ground, right? It's it's flying over, you know, going up and down, all that stuff. Like, it would never do that. Those things don't have that kind of guidance or propulsion systems. It's not, there's no wings on this thing, right? But, again. And also, okay, here's a little bit of bullshittery. Like, Superman is fast enough that he can make the Earth spin backwards, but he can barely catch up to the missile. I mean. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. Again, I know people are probably losing their minds right now, but. Yeah, I don't they think all time travel works like that either, by the way. I don't. Just, just, just to let you know. Here's my problem with the time travel. Like, if you're going to do the time, time, time travel, then do it all the way, man. Go back before the nuke hits. Like, mm-hmm. right. how many people died besides Lois Lane? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. go back 10 minutes and, and stop the nuke. You've already, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you've already... If you go back up far enough and the one that you did detonate into the atmosphere has done that, then, you know, then fly down and get the, stop the other one. I don't know. It just impossible. Can't be done. <laughs> it, it, it just, that, that really annoyed me. Right. And again, of course, you're going to get into like the paradox, right? Cause like, then is there a Superman? Is that Superman already flying up the other one? You know what I'm saying? Like, are there now two Superman? I don't know. Well, but, and, and there's a, you know, he's starting, You he's mentioned it at the end, he's starting to realize, I could have saved my dad. I could have, if I could turn back time, yeah. right? All he I just, had to do was go, just keep going, right? <laughs> he's, he's just got to stay going. Because yeah. he even mentioned, you know, you hear his inner monologue saying, I wish I could have saved, or whatever it was, you know. Was it and a rhyming thinking, poem? <laughs> it wasn't a rhyming poem, unfortunately. But... Which, okay, uh, which was again, the worst opportunities? Which was the worst way for Pa Kent to go? The tornado or the heart attack? I think the tornado is uh, cooler. Tornado. Yeah, 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 and worse. 
I just, yeah, I, I was always kind of annoyed by the tornado because it was like, when his, his dad's like, no, 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 it's okay to let me die saving the dog to keep your secret. And it's like, yeah, but I almost feel like no one would care because, you know, I don't know, just that that always, there's, there's a lot of Man of Steel that annoyed me. And honestly, that's not really one of the bigger issues with that movie, but. Just because he's hairy. I don't care that he's hairy. <laughs> I don't care if he's hairy. Honestly, my one of my the first times I saw it that annoyed me was when he's like you know the the waiter or server at that truck stop in Alaska, and that that truck driver was a dick to him, and he turned his truck inside out. And I was like, well, that's a temper. Like that's that's the act of of a of a child with superpowers. And it's like I don't know, he's Superman. He's not. He's supposed to be above that kind of thing, but. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking too. Sean, I I just need to pause really quickly. Listener, you cannot even begin to see this. um, But Sean, he has this this picture frame where he puts all the all the stickers that uh, other podcasts send us. And behind his head, there's the Beard Owl podcast, which we love the Beard Owl podcast. We love Lauren. Um but it looks like he has an afro of, <laughs> of an accordion. It's like a, a rainbow colored afro. And I've just been, I've been contemplating whether or not to say anything and I couldn't Transfixed. hold it in any longer. Yeah. That's great. It's a little off kilter, but, um, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> so Lauren, if you're listening, thank you for that. Oh, that's <laughs> I finally pulled my my video feed up. Yeah, that, you're great. If I turn like this, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. It's like if Bob Ross and Weird Al had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a great distraction. Well, I will screenshot this while I prepare some, some clips. How's that? Uh, we'll let we'll let Twitter enjoy that imagery in just a second. But first, I'm going to pull up some clips, and our first clip is. Uh, Again, you're talking about there's not a lot of dialogue. The first clip isn't until 40 minutes into the movie that I captured. Yep. Yep. And it's not one, it's none of the main actors. So here you go. Fresh fruit. Hey, Lee, how about a tomato, lady? Hey, fresh fruit. Hey, maybe I'll get going. Hey, fresh fruit and vegetables. Yes, so fresh you got a Fresh fruit and vegetables. Get it while I have Look at these tomatoes. Beautiful. There you go. Yeah, fresh fruit did, and vegetables. Did he say get them while they're hot? Yeah. Yep, get them while they're hot. Okay. Yeah, that's that's why I uh, that's why I captured it. It cracked me up that he kept saying. Get I didn't hear that hot. in the movie. Yeah, get them while they're hot. <laughs> My wife and I looked at him and went, "What?" But I also love this. This cracked me up. He's peddling fresh, fresh fruit, fresh fruit, fresh fruit. Check out this tomato. And it's like, well, yeah, it is a fruit, but you know what I'm saying? No one would put those together, right? One of my favorite quotes is, is intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Yeah. Um, all right. Time for uh, some fun Gene Hackman. It's amazing that brain can generate enough power to keep those legs moving. <laughs> I Again, is, is Ned Beatty's character, is he that dumb in the comics? Is he, is in, he the con- in the comics? I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if there is a notice or if he's just. I think I think they decided they needed some uh, comedic um, part of the what do you call it? Um, Comic relief. 
Comic relief. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where they found it. Yeah. It kind of cracked me up every time he would come on screen, though. They played that like tuba music yeah. that makes him look stupider yeah. than they really are. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of it kind of pissed me off just a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. As a tuba yeah. player, I find it offensive every time somebody uses a tuba to to you know signify a fat guy. Yeah. I just it <laughs> fat, hurts me. Fat dumb down. guy. But that's exactly what it is. All right. Uh, this also cracked me up. And Otis, by the way, the next time, put my robe on after I'm out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I love the noise he makes. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. You know what's funny? I just realized I don't have one clip of Superman. Not one. I don't have any what of Superman. What does that tell you, right? I don't have any of Lois Lane. All of... <laughs> So here's more, everybody else. here's more Gene Hackman. So, there you go, M. M as in moron, Otis? No, 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 it's N. Oh. N as in Neanderthal, nincompoop, nitwit, and L as in ladder. Ladder, Mr. Luthor, come on right up. I just, I, I just see because I, 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 what is I'm sorry, Mr. Luthor. I, ooh! <laughs> it's, funnier on the, it's funnier on the radio, I'm not going to lie. My favorite part in that, honestly, is listening to Ned Beatty do is oop up like when he's not saying actual words like that's two full seconds of, oh, I, 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 I just that cracks me up i want a layer like he has like a villain layer i love the look of his oh, villain right layer. it was yeah. awesome oh man the, it was later used after he vacated for the Ninja Turtles in uh, right Secret and of the Ooze. Is that real? Ghostbusters too? No, <laughs> it's not real. But but it's a it's a subway. Station. It looks just like it. I mean, there was. I'm trying to think. My my wife said something else like that. Like that looks like Ghostbusters this, too. Is that what it is too? Also, the, maybe so. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I mean, or the pinks pink Secret ooze is flowing. Ooze. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We know. We we reviewed that movie not that long ago. Uh. Uh, this is less of an innuendo and more of just like you know sexual harassment. Having trouble breathing, sir. What do you think? <laughs> well, I suggest uh, vigorous chest massage. If that doesn't work, uh, uh, mouth to mouth. Yes, sir. <laughs> I won't have one of my men doing anything I wouldn't be prepared to do myself. Yeah, but sir, in an ambulance. All right, man, gather around. <laughs> then, he, then he has where, to turn around. Where do we know that guy? He oh. he was on uh like a sitcom and on Nick at Night. It was like I Dream of Genie or or uh, Bewitched or something. He was on some because uh, the face I recognize faces. I'm not gonna be names. Oh okay. Well let's see. We gotta find out. I don't know. Um, I don't know who his character is because all these people are like uh, first officer and second officer and third officer. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, oh, wait, we don't know. It was uh, Larry Hagman is the guy's name. There he is. He was on Dallas. That's where I know him from. Sorry. All right. Hey. Uh, my Gret, my grandmother used to force us to watch Dallas when I was like five. Nice. It would always put us to sleep. I think that's why she made us watch it. <laughs> you, yeah, he was Jr. on Dallas. Really? Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Was Jr. Yeah. Huge uh, Dallas connection. Oh, all right. Well. That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, this was my last clip. 
Costa del X, Lutherville, Marina del X, Otisburg. Otisburg? Who's Tess Mozart? She's got her own place, man. Otisburg? It's a little bitty place. Otisburg? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you also notice that the S in Otisburg was backwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, so they were just playing him up to be a real idiot. Yeah, like, yep. yeah. Um, yeah, he was. he sucked. Uh, but I also liked the fact that he was trying to steal from a blind man and his dog knew better. thought that was pretty great. Okay. Uh, all right. Before we play our game, uh, this is a new thing we've been doing. Uh, our, new, our game is sponsored by... Do you like cute dogs? Of course you do. We have a cute dog and we'll share pictures of her if you listen to our podcast. We are Two Idiots and a Dog and we talk about movies and other media. And post pictures of our dog, Kaiju. New episodes post weekly on podpage.com slash T-I-A-A-D media. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at T-I-A-A-D media and wherever fine podcasts are sold. So give us a listen. You wouldn't want to disappoint Kaiju. All right. And time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Our new game. We call it, Hey, Did You Notice? I don't know if it's actually, hey, did you notice, but it's called, <laughs> did you It's like, notice? hey, Arnold. Yeah, hey, Arnold, did you notice? This yeah. is a game that Andrew makes up where he asks our contestant, which in this case is Melissa and Sam, uh, questions about the movie, and did they notice certain things? They will play a game, best out of five wins. Uh, you uh, are asked the question, if you get it wrong, the other person can steal the point. And Melissa goes first. Yay. Are you ready? <laughs> no, but go ahead. All right. According to Jarrell, how many known galaxies exist in the DC universe? Oh. I have no idea. 17. Right. A valiant guess, but that is incorrect. Sam. I'm going to say seven. I think I think Melissa should get well sorry I was going to say whoever is closest without coming over should win. <laughs> he he makes the uh comment that there are 28, 28. known 28. galaxies in the universe. Excuse me, known universes. I don't know. No, he was I'm just sorry. No, he was galaxies, rambling on forever so yeah, I just kind of tuned him out. But uh, it was funny when he said 28 and I thought wait only 28? Like yeah. we know of way more than that but I guess in 1978, did we, though? Well, we didn't have know. Hubble, but... Um, yeah. 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 So, I don't know. All right. So, uh, are we giving... You're the you're the umpire. I'm going to give her the point, because she was close without going over. Okay. We're going to play a little Price is Right rules on that one. All right. So, number two, Sam, this is for you. All right. As Lana and the other cheerleaders are shown driving in the car, what song is playing on the radio? Oh, my God. I even sang along to it. I did too. Uh, uh, girls just want to have fun. <laughs> no. no. Melissa, do you know the answer? No. All right, Sean, I'm going to give you it. I know you're not playing, but I want to see if you know. I can't remember. I wanted to say, I thought it because I have a cover of it on my phone. Um, it wasn't the summer of 69, was it? No. I can't, okay, I can't remember. I don't know. Rock around the clock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Rock around the clock. No points awarded there. Number three, this is going back to Melissa. 
How old is Superman? This one takes a little bit of math. Oh, dear Lord. In this film, they do mention his age, and they mention some years to put us at his age, at his current age. It was like 1918, right? Or something in the beginning. Wow. I don't... Let's say 60. He's not 60. 48. He is 18 when he enters this Fortress of Solitude. And that's 12 years. And it's 12 years there. Yeah. So he is 30 years old when he becomes Clark Kent at the Daily Planet. Um, So the answer is 30. Interesting. All right, so Sam, this goes to you. After Superman makes his way around uh, in the somewhat of a montage of saving people and doing nice things and saving cats from trees, his good deeds... Is this the New York one or the California one? Yeah, yeah, the the New York one. Okay. Uh, His good deeds are shown on TV screens in a store window. What brand of TVs and electronics are being sold in this store? RCA. Incorrect, Melissa. Oh, Zenith. It is JVC. JVC. You only had one other American company you could say, so oh. I would have I would have guessed Zenith also. All right, this is for Melissa. Uh, Perry White wants the Daily Planet to be the newspaper to cover all things Superman. He shows his team four newspapers covering Superman's story. One of them is the Daily Planet. Name two of the other uh, remaining three. Two? <laughs> yeah. All right, I tell you what. If you get one, we'll see if we can get a point. Sean's the umpire. Uh, <laughs> the Times and the Post. That is correct. The nice. Metropolis Times and the Metropolis Post. And the third Dang. one was the Daily News. Boom. Yeah. Wow. So, awesome. Another point for you. So you're the Hand winner. was way up my rear on that Congratulations. one. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. Good job, <laughs> Melissa. Uh, I need like Total a, guesses. Uh, like a, 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 a victory. Applause. Yeah, or something <laughs> like that. You know? Do I get like a, a trophy? Some kazoos? Like a belt? Uh, a belt? <laughs> no. So that would be pretty That would be pretty sweet. You get uh, the, the knowledge that you won this week. You already have Yay. stickers from me, so yeah. Um, I, have, I don't think I've even ever won. So, uh, no, you did. Was like uh, two weeks I ago, I thought, because we yeah, made you, we made, you made mention okay. that it was the first time you've won. I mean, we've only been doing this like nine weeks, so it's not like yeah, we have like a history, a long history, whatever. Uh, very cool. All right, time for uh, this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, by the way, we don't have to play the what game this week because I did watch this with subtitles. Uh, much to my son's consternation. He says, Dad, do you really have to have <laughs> subtitles on? And I said, yes, I do. Well, You're speaking so of old. that, did you notice that there was a place where the subtitles were incorrect? There's multiple times where they're incorrect. Like, there's when, a, there, like specifically, there's this... hold on, hold on. Specifically when he says... I'm having trouble breathing, sir. Wait me lunch. All right, man, gather around. Oh, I didn't capture it. Where he says, gather around, and then he says, about face. The subtitle yeah. says, turn around. 
the uh, when they're in the library, they're in his lair, mm-hmm. and she says something about the meteorite being lethal to Superman, and Lex Luthor says "Yavul," and the subtitles say "Yeah, well." Uh, Interesting. Yeah, they, they didn't know he was doing a little German thing there. Yeah. Okay, that's fun. All right. Uh, so it's the opposite game of what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's called Get It Right. Get It Right, subtitled people. All right. Did I already play the clip? I don't remember. Excuse me while I whip this out. It's still funny to hear. All right, we're going to do top three Gene Hackman movies. Gene Hackman movies. We've already been told that uh, Melissa hates us because we're not going to pick a certain movie, which we'll make sure she'll probably put a three, one, two, and three, uh, which is fine. Uh, so uh, Sam goes first. All right, he, uh, my number three is The Firm. Cool. My number my number two is probably the my, I don't want to say it's my favorite, but I love this movie to, to no end, and that is The Replacements. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I can watch The Replacements pretty much at any time, uh, and, and it's just one of those movies. But my number one for sheer incredible movie is Crimson Tide. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Okay, uh, Melissa. Um, number one, or well, I guess I should go three. Three, I've got Crimson Tide, and two, I also have the replacements because it is one of my favorite movies as well. Right, yeah, it's so good. Pretty much wonderful. And then number one, I've got Hoosiers because, like I was telling the guys <laughs> earlier. If you're born in Indiana, they pretty much um, just pop you out and put you in front of a Hoosiers movie. So we kind of have to like it here. Yeah, you know, and and maybe it would be closer. Um, if I just I need to see it. It's on my list of shame, apparently. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, if you guys yeah. ever review it, you let me know. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I go next. Uh, well, so most of my list has already been uh, said, which is not really a surprise. Um, uh, so I also had the replacements and Crimson Tide. So I'll switch out. Uh, I'm not going to switch any of those out. I love them so much. So honorable mention is Behind Enemy Lines. And um, my number three is going to be Enemy of the State. With uh, Crimson Tide being my number two and the replacements being number one. So there you go. Um, Andrew. All right. I have, uh, also on my list and I'm going to leave it number three, Crimson Tide. It's just such a good movie. I think we have to yep. mention it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally agree. As, as a matter of fact, that was one of the first rated R movies I ever saw. Nice. And I was way too young to watch it because I did watch it in the theater <laughs> and my parents were, uh, asked by one of their friends to go see the movie. And uh, they were bringing their son, who was like three years older than me. Uh, and they said, you just bring your son. So I went and got an mm. uh, education. Um, at number two, I have uh, The Birdcage with Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. Was he one of the, I mean, was he the, the one of the couple? In The Birdcage? Like, yeah, you had you had Robin Williams, but then you had he was the other one, right? Nathan Lane was the other. Nathan Lane, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 
All right. Yeah. Um, and then I have number one, the Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. So. Yeah, it's a good one. Very cool. Twitter uh, has given us a few, not a lot, just a few. Again, I didn't get to post until kind of late, so not really anyone's fault, uh, except for mine. Um, and that is Alan, listener Alan Broadway, says, at uh, Alan2Extreme on Twitter, says, honorable mention, Young Frankenstein, with his little cameo there. And then his number, uh, number three is The Replacements, Enemy of the State, and Superman 2. Superman 2. Uh, okay. The, the Donner The Wrath of Khan. The Donner Cut has, I think, a little bit of that. Because mostly Zod is the bad guy in that one. Uh, my Streaming Bubble, at My Streaming Bubble, uh, they were uh, they were our uh, promo, I think, last week, week before. I can't remember. Uh, the Birdcage, Royal Tenenbaums, and, of course, Superman. He is my Lex. Those are, that's what they said. And Jesse from Open Pike, at Open Pike. Uh, which is a new uh, Strange New Worlds podcast uh, where they... Which has been getting really good reviews, by the way. Episode one was great. Really liked it. It um, yeah. It has a very feels... It feels more Trek than Discovery. And I love Discovery, mm-hmm. but it just kind of feels more like a new version of old school Trek as opposed to a new version of Trek. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Uh, Jesse says the birdcage, the replacements, and young Frankenstein. So there you go. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Thank you for those who participated. I appreciate that. And time for this now. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give this movie a score from one to zero. One to zero. No, one to ten. Did I say one to zero twice? <laughs> one to ten. I was going to say, what, this is not going to be a huge... Yeah, we, we've, we've completely <laughs> changed. Yeah, no, one to ten is what I meant to say. Yeah, geez, I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, you Andrew. were putting in coordinates for the missiles again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, IMDB has this at a 7.4. I think that's fair, but I don't know that I want to go quite that high as, as some of the things that didn't bother me in the past now do. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, eh, let's say a 6.8 just because I don't feel like being too naughty tonight. Okay. Melissa. I have it as a 6.2 just because the score was really great, but the, some of the just things that should have been thought about a little bit harder <laughs> before they made the movie weren't thought about. <laughs> okay. Just bothered me too much, you know. Yeah. All it right. Knocked this it down is, a lot. This is John Williams, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that that, that the music. Uh, that's why. Yeah. It's why. I mean. I did kind of get a Home Alone vibe at some points. Yeah. Especially when we had the the goofy fat guy. Well, there's a yeah. <laughs> the tuba music. The tuba music. There's a moment where my my daughter is listening and she says, "This kind of sounds like Star Trek," and I said. You mean Star Wars? And she says, yeah, that one. Like, okay, that makes <laughs> sense. It's the same guy. Yeah. Uh, Sam. All right. Um, I'm going to give this a good 7.28 out of 10. Oh, okay. Decent. And I, I, I mean, this sucker was on the verge of being great and amazing until it hit Metropolis and then kind of 
fell apart a bit in my mind. So um, I'm one of those rare people that I think I enjoyed getting to that point where I am sitting through all the Krypton thing, Krypton um, scenes and Smallville scenes. And I, I really enjoyed that part of the movie. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I know it kind of feels like we spent an hour, you know, an hour or so just kind of pooping on this movie, but it's still a classic. It, I think there's a lot of it that still holds up. I think some of the special effects are still good. Uh, I think some of the acting is bad. Uh, I think Gene Hackman's great in this, but he's just kind of great all the time. But, you know, it's a good movie and I, uh, you know, you know, people should watch it. Of course they should watch it. So I'm also just going to give it, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a seven, which, you know, people are going to say, well, wait a minute, you gave Oblivion last week a seven too. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I like Oblivion. You people are crazy. Pointing to you, Andrew. You are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I do... uh, a quick question I'm, I'm about so I'm uh, so upset that I I was not here to defend that movie because I enjoy Oblivion too. Well, yeah, you're wrong. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a question about Superman that I wanted to ask you guys and I forgot. So now that you know it's 2022 and not earlier, whenever Superman was uh, first originated, and he we couldn't see through lead, right? He, as a superhero, his one weakness other than kryptonite was he could not see through lead. Do you feel like now that we know that lead is as poisonous as it is and we don't use it as much much. as we did, do you think that if they know, if they knew then what we know now that they would have changed it to something else? I don't know. I think the main reason why they use lead is simply because we use lead for, because it's anti-radioactive, right? Like they use lead in nuclear reactors yeah. to, main, to maintain like, you know, the radiation inside, things like that. Um, so I, I, I think the lead probably stays because I think that there's, I don't know, there, there, there's a, there's a the, one of the main points is that his powers comes from our sun. And mm-hmm. so there may be some like, he's like, I guess, radioactive in a, in a certain way. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, get into Superman 4 where they literally bring in like it, Radioactive Man or whatever it is. But Yeah. It was just a, a thought that I had while I was watching the movie. Sure. I still find it incredibly uncomfortable. She's like, so what color is my underwear? I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one would say that. But again, yeah, you know. Golly gee, Miss Lane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let me just, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, lots of fun innuendos. That gives this movie a 6.82. Um, a little bit lower than IMDb, but again, it's it's you know it's it's a movie. It's good. Go watch it. Yep. Uh, for for the for the gentleman who said that this is your favorite movie, I hope we weren't too mean and that you don't hate us. But you know, we we have to give our opinions. That's why you listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of listening to us, uh, Melissa, do you want people to know where they can find you on Twitter? They can. <laughs> I mean, I don't really post anything, you know. I gripe at video game companies, so sure, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Melissa is our uh, griping. Yeah, Melissa is our video game buddy. We uh, we Absolutely. we we found each other through the internet, not the internet, but through uh, Xbox, and we killed uh, noobs together uh, on the internet. So 
she is both our mentor and our inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that Glad is, I could be your podium. <laughs> that is accurate. So, little interjection here. From the time I recorded the episode to the time that I edited the episode, our guest next week had to bail out. So, next week, we we're actually going to be watching Gross Point Blank with a good friend of mine, Trip Rogers. So, next week, look out for Gross Point Blank. Thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on the show. Go to our website, cheapsuitreviews.libsyn.com. There you can find links to all of our stuff, including our merch. Go buy some merch. Uh, I'm actually working on a design for a new shirt, so maybe uh, there might be some new stuff in the store for you to to buy. Um, Facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews, at cheapseatcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram. I actually post stuff there. And I think uh, I think it's time ladies and gentlemen, to tell you what our big news is for episode 400. Are we ready? Sean is pregnant. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's definitely not the thing. Episode 400 is going to be a battle of the Cheap Seat Reviews All-Stars. That's right. We are going to have 10 former guests come back on the podcast and compete in a trivia competition. We are so excited for this. This is going to be fun. Logistically, I'm kind of terrified because there's going to be 13 people on a stream. Uh, we might break the internet. I don't know what's going to happen, but that's what's happening. Episode 400 will be a trivia competition with the Battle of the Cheap Seat Reviews All-Stars. What will the trivia consist of? Well, no, it's not going to be the crazy stuff Andrew comes up with. It's going to be trivia about this podcast and us and the movies that we've done. I'm so very excited for this. I cannot wait for you all to hear it. But that's going to do it for our show. Um, please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Those are really helpful to do. And uh, any feedback you want to send us, you can send us to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com or just you know Facebook or Twitter message me, and I will read it on air. Anything you guys send me that's appropriate, I'm just going to read on air. So feel yeah, free to do that. That's appropriate. That's appropriate. Yeah, I'll read it on air. Any review, anything like that. Uh, if you leave this review on iTunes or whatever, I'll read it on air. I'll do it. I'm crazy. If you have hate mail, send it to Evans C. At... <laughs> oh. uh, Sorry. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely send it to Chad. Because uh, uh, in fact, here here's one. I don't think I've read these online. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna do it real quick as we do it. Listen, uh, according to let's see, March 28th, 2022. Their their username is H F B C H D U S R U T. Okay, uh, Durst. Somebody Durst. Listen up. These guys are an are an absolute threat. Listen for in depth movie reviews and analysis. They make it fun and entertaining. Plus, they are very knowledgeable about the movie industry. That was a very nice review. Thank you so much. And the man, the Pete, who. Uh, it's from the in the middle. Oh, I can't. I can't remember his name. Uh, the podcast we had their. They, we've had their promo on. But the man, the Pete says, uh, these guys have been doing movie reviews before it was trendy and are still at it for a good reason. Fun attention to detail with the intro. I like it after eggs. And a great oh. what? With the intro, okay. I like it after eggs. Okay. And a great mix of movies for all tastes. Maybe the Easter eggs that I do like in the in the beginning, maybe? I think oh. maybe he listens to us after his breakfast. Maybe he does breakfast. like it after breakfast. So yeah. there you go. 
Uh, oh, and my streaming bubble who participated tonight. Uh, last one I'll read. This was back in March 23rd. Fun and honest. They said five word review. They gave us a five word review. This is great. Funny, enjoyable, and honest takes. Thank you, my streaming bubble. That's really that's really nice. So again, if you want to have your name read on our show, leave us a review and I will read it. Obviously, I haven't done it in a while because those were all from March. So thank you for you three for doing that. Uh, that's gonna do it. So on behalf of Andrew, Sam, and Melissa, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for Time Bandits. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.